Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Here's your numbers, my friend. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. It doesn't spell anything. Except Kaflugana. We've been over that before. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> Much easier just to remember the number. It does have a little flow to it. It does, doesn't it? If you have a question about your animal, whether it's a veterinary question, we have Dr. Debbie. If you have a grooming issue, some of us with uh, the long-haired dogs always have grooming issues. That's why we got Ladybug as one of those short-haired dogs. Yeah, she's washing wear. She's washing wear. But if you have a question about uh, the grooming, dog father Joey Volani is here. Alan Cable will fix your most vexing dog issues. So give us a call right now. Oh, by the way, you can ask those questions on the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and now BlackBerry. Wow. Isn't that pretty cool? That is. BlackBerry, too, huh? Very uh, cool, How Last week I said it was Blueberry, but uh, mm-hmm. it is indeed BlackBerry. I had that completely wrong. Anyway, uh, also, you can uh, listen to past shows and browse our vast resources of information and materials. On the show today, this is exciting, for our Hero of the Week we have a lady who's uh, created a bucket list for one of her animals that was dying. Wow. And I'm curious That's to know. That's very cool. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes, it is. I would have never even thought of that. That's very cool. I don't know what's what was on the bucket list, but we'll talk to her in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Joey, what do you got on the docket? Well, we're going to talk about when is the perfect time to you know, apply your flea protection or your um, parasite protection. We're going to talk about that. Okay. Tammy, what do you got from the newsroom today? Well, if your animal's kind of lethargic and kind of hanging around the house Mm -hmm. and you use medical marijuana, it could be that your animal has gotten high. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes. If your animal's into the the Doritos or Fritos. Yeah, that's another sign. Aha, the munchies. Mm -hmm. You know what's funny about that? What? As I can tell, I can tell if somebody is smoking a lot of pot in their house by their dog's coat because really? the buildup really? is, really? is the buildup is different than it is with cigarettes. With cigarettes, you can kind of smell it. With uh-huh. marijuana, and don't get me wrong, I've had people to come in and had the dog in the car and they were probably just smoking. The dog came in and I said, oh, he got hit by a skunk, didn't he? <laughs> and they would just look at me and smile. But it's funny because it actually, you can actually feel the difference on the dog's coat. Mm. Oh, that can't be good. No, No, it's not. It's not. In states like Colorado and Washington where recreational marijuana use is now, it's not even medical marijuana. It's recreate. You you don't have Mm -hmm. to be sick in these two states to use marijuana. If you have it out, please keep it away from your animals. Absolutely. And uh, Tammy will have a story on that coming up in just a couple of minutes. Let's hit the phones right now. It's all about you. Toll free. 1-866-405-8405. Let's head to Corey. Hey, Corey. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you so much for taking my call. Where Where are you? In North Carolina. North Carolina. I, I heard that accent. I love that accent. <laughs> I'm a sucker for Southern accents Aww. like that. What can we do for you? Well, um, I'm trying to see if there's any alternative methods to the problem my dog's been diagnosed with. Um, okay. He started having issues getting up and taking him a minute to sit or lay down, stiffness in the back legs. Um, took him to a vet. She did x-rays. She ruled out hip dysplasia. She thought it might be his knees when she did an exam. She referred me to an orthopedic vet. Um, took us about a month to get in there. Um, and in the meantime, he was on Remedil, which seemed to help. Um, the orthopedic vet did an exam and basically diagnosed him with cruciate ligament tears in both rear knees. Oh, boy. Okay. 
Yeah, and so, of course, her solution was the TPLO surgery. Okay, yeah. Which is $2,200 per knee. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. And that's very affordable. He's a big dog. He's 115 pounds, and um, he's half rot, half husky. Okay, wow. He's a big guy. Yeah. And the, the honest truth is the best thing for a dog of that size with both knees affected with the cruciate rupture is surgery of some form. The TPLO is one of a couple different procedures to help that and to provide stabilization in the knee. Um, because these big dogs are so large and they have so much muscle mass, some of the other techniques aren't as favored. But I'd say, you know, if having the TPLO done is not necessarily an option, you might see if the specialist would consider doing um, a what we call an extracapsular technique. It's not the best choice for a big dog because they can have more problems with it, but it can save you about $1,000 sometimes. Um, so it might be something to do if you're looking as a second choice. The, the other things that, that I always mention when we talk about orthopedic problems and kind of being in a dilemma of maybe affording the cost of surgery versus, you know, helping the pet to feel more comfortable. And you mentioned Rimadyl, which is one of a couple different non-steroidal pain relievers that we can use to help them feel better. But for me, I also look at other things. I like to make sure we're in good, healthy weight because if we're carrying extra weight, that's a lot more for that baby to carry around. And just getting that pet into lean body conditions and sometimes make a huge difference in their mobility and they may not need those medicines so that would be one thing and then also making sure that we're on a a good uh, joint supplement and there are some um, this wouldn't be my first option but some other thoughts for you would be that I've had some dogs where we've had cruciate injury and we try something as an alternative Um, usually it's older pets or that you know we have other reasons that we're not pursuing surgery but you can get orthotic splints made for a dogs with different types of joint injuries and uh, ligament instabilities and i've had a couple dogs where we've had um basically an orthotic a movable splint that's made custom fitted for the pet and it helps to give them stabilization and some a little bit of support with that leg um those aren't cheap either and you can easily spend for a large dog maybe 300 or 500 bucks for one of these um but that might be an alternative um, that you can kind of look at and see if that might be a little bit more um, amenable. And there's um, orthopets.com and I think woundwear.com are two that I've used here in my office. Um, so, so those might be some other options. And then, you know, I don't know if you've looked at it, but there are some resources you can even find for helping uh, defer costs. Um, so, you know, if, if, if you kind of fill out applications and get approved, there are some good resources that uh, pet owners can look to to find uh, care when your pet needs it. And you might just look at the Humane Society's website, the, NS- um, the ASPCA's website. There's different, if you just Google how to find help with your vet bills, um, there's some different resources of non-for-profits that um, can help with some of these situations where we have a finite um, and we know we need to have something done. It's going to cost X dollar amounts and it's going to mean a difference in this pet's life. So that might be something else to look at. Because how, how old is your baby? Two. Two years. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, we want to do what we can to keep him uh, as mobile as we can. What was the first procedure you said? Extra? Extra capsular uh, repair. 
And that's not where they're putting any kind of hardware in the knee. With the TPLO, they usually put a plate in there to give some stabilization when they're repositioning uh, the knee. Um, the extracapsular is really just uh, where they go in, clean up the knee, and they do some um, outer stabilizing um, techniques to, to help uh, stabilize the knee. But there are some dogs that with really, really strict restriction, weight loss, pain management, and an extracapsular approach, you know, it might be an alternative for you. Any ideas? Uh, he doesn't eat very much. He's down to eating only want to eat once a day, and sometimes I have to force feed him to get to, with his medicine because I don't want it on an empty stomach. It's, he doesn't mm-hmm. really eat a whole lot. We walk every day about 30 minutes, but he's just, again, not as mobile as he used to be. But is there any kind of tricks or something to help him, like boost his metabolism or get him to lose weight on certain foods? You know, there actually is a new diet that's been, um, I'll say the name, uh, by Hills, and it's actually called the metabolic diet. And this is kind of exciting because it actually has been fed in pet households outside of research settings and and shown over 80% of pets within two months lost weight, um, dogs and cats alike. Um, So it might be something to look at if he needs to lose weight. And if that is an option, that would be one thing I'd get really serious about um, because you can only increase his exercise so much because he can't tolerate a whole lot. Um, and, and so that would be something I would certainly um, talk to your veterinarian about it and see if, if he's a candidate for that. Okay. Well, good luck with everything, Corey. And I give your baby my best wishes because that is a lot to have to deal with at, at two years of age. Um, get a life to live. So we got to get this baby feeling good. Yes, I agree. Thank you. Thanks for your call, Corey. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. 1-866-405-8405. is toll-free to the Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Here's a surprising summertime fact from Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. We all know that irritants like bug bites and poison ivy can make you itch. But what you might not know is how. Actually, it's the histamines your body creates in reaction to these irritants that make you miserable. But now that scratch has met its match. Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. Its maximum strength itch medicine blocks your itch-causing histamines fast for long-lasting relief. Allegra Anti-Itch Cream, the relief you've been itching for. Use as directed. What's the best way to bring people together? T-shirts! T-shirts. Custom T-shirts that you design online with Custom Ink. Custom Ink has created over 30 million shirts for families, teams, reunions, church groups, cheerleaders, companies big and small. On-time delivery is guaranteed, and we'll even ship your order absolutely free. Start designing your custom ink t-shirts today and see why 99% of our customers say they would order from us again. Visit customink.com. All you ladies and gents out there enjoying the smooth sounds of the interwebs radio, Geico's got a special dedication to make. 
This one goes out to the inventors of the mouse. Because of you and your rodent-inspired design, people can click on over to Geico.com to pay their bills, manage their claims, and live lives of pure savings. Mouse Masters, you've clicked your way into our hearts for good. Enjoy this next song. It's going out to you. Geico, 15 minutes could save you hundreds on car insurance. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Be sure to check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. And your cats. No, no books no, on cats yet. Yet. Not, not yet. yet. She's not working on that yet. But I know if she had the time, she would. But if you do own a Yorkshire Terrier, Shih Tzu, a Pug, or a Mini Schnauzer, this is the official Guardian's Manual. I, I just made that up. But <laughs> it, it is definitely a must-read if you have one of those, and you can download it from Amazon Kindle. And, of course, we have links over at AnimalRadio.com for her books. They're good books. And if you want to talk to her right now, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Had a rubber band around a cat's foot today. A rubber band around a cat. Well, that can't be that bad. Yeah, Janet. couldn't it's they? just a rubber band. Get it off? Oh. Well, the bad thing was there for several weeks. Oh. <gasps> they didn't know? Didn't get there. No, well, well, you know, when you have kids in a house, sometimes things happen. Oh, um, no. So we don't really know exactly what happened, but um, Kitty was limping, and, you know, you couldn't see a whole lot because it had some dense fur, but um, I had to use a little bit of some pain medicine to, to let Kitty let me play with it. But, yeah, a black rubber band right around the ankle, cutting into the skin, and thank goodness it just was a little bit looser rubber band because otherwise he would have lost his whole foot. Mm. You know, Dr. Debbie, seriously, you, you're miss, you missed your calling. I mean, you should be the secretary. Of state, your diplomacy is amazing. I say, how does the rubber band get around the cat's foot? You say, well, there's kids in the house. You know, things can things happen. Things happen. <laughs> Would you prefer, Alan, that I'm a bit more uh, in your face? I'm like- giving you a compliment. You see, you cannot give Doctor <laughs> W a compliment. I'm giving her a compliment, and right away, it's an attack. Well, so it's here's here's what I want to know: How does an owner miss that yeah. and end up going to the vet for something like that? Well, you know what? I'll I'll give this. And again, Ellen, don't make fun of me. I give these people credit. They they looked. They looked, and it really once it starts cutting into the skin, it actually depresses below the skin level, so you really can't see it all that well. So you really couldn't tell until you did a lot of clipping of the ear, and then you could really see this black rubber band hanging out. So, yeah. In all fairness, though, that same owner was very, uh, they were, uh, what's the word? They were distracted because one of the kids had been missing, and they just noticed that the kid had walked away for two weeks. So. Oh, Alan, you are so rotten. I, you know, I understand their circumstances having cats, dogs, and children. And, you know, I think we, again, we have to educate people to be aware though. of this. Okay, okay. So was the cat limping or was it? Yeah, the cat was limping camp, and was... licking his back leg. Okay. Yeah, so he was licking at the area and they knew something was going on, but, you know, this is. And know, in all fairness, that same owner had a dog without a head and they, they didn't notice and, you know, then the, when they figured that out. Hey, they can you go make some coffee out. for us, man? We don't 
he needs to shush. And okay, so just so all of our listeners don't worry, Katie is doing fine, is back to healing, doing great, no major de- damage done. Okay. Now the kids are in trouble. The kids are, yeah, another whole new story there. Yeah. Uh, well, that must have been great for you to get to that rubber band and say, what an easy fix yeah. or easy. That's like opening up a hood of a car that's not working and just seeing a big on-off button and just turning it back on and it's working. It is. It is very satisfying, and we like those quick fixes that are very rewarding. So yeah. But thank <laughs> okay. goodness, if that rubber band had stayed on, how much longer would there have been a serious problem? Well, you know, it, it, it could have probably gone on for a little bit longer, but the kitty was starting to have problems and sores and infections. So, yeah, I don't think too much longer, and it would have been very, very apparent to the whole house. Hmm. That's an interesting story. You see all the all the weird stuff, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Let's provide a solution for Tenny right now. Hi, Tenny. How are you doing? Hi. I'm doing fine. How are you? Oh, splendid. You must be, like, calling from the south somewhere. <laughs> You can tell, huh? <laughs> I, lo- I love it. If you've been listening for any time at all, you know I love those southern accents. <laughs> well, I do have one, I guess. But I know you called to talk to Alan, our dog trainer. Uh-huh. You like southern accents, Alan, don't you? I love southern accents. I love southern women. I love everything about the south, especially where it is in the south. There you go. Can't beat it. <laughs> so what's happening with your dog? Actually, I have two. Um, my oldest one is four and a half, and it's a mini schnauzer. And we have, in the last year or a little over, we have gotten a uh, chihuahua uh, weenie dog mix from the pound, and uh, we kind of rescued it. But um, he is um, a barker, and, and the barking is... I know in his nature with the weenie dog, I mean with the chihuahua, they do tend to bark a lot. But uh, we have trained them both to stay in the yard, and they have recently decided the yard crosses the highway, <laughs> and they're bothering a little boy next door uh, over there. Uh, Angel, our oldest one, has she loves to be petted, and this little boy pets her, and I think Tucker, the other one, is trying to protect her, but he barks at the little boy, and I'm trying to break him from that. I can't seem to to do it. I don't really know if there's something maybe you could do to help. Yes, yeah, so you uh, the dogs run out of the yard across the street. Is that what they do? Yes. The, okay. The well, in order to teach... There, and that's where they're going. I'm trying to keep them in the yard, but they don't seem to want to listen. Well, the easy way to get the dogs to stay in the yard, of course, you could get one of those leash things that screws into the ground, and they've got like 20 feet of rope or leash, and, the, and they can't go across the street if you can't be there to correct them. The easiest way uh, for dogs to be taught not to do something or that something is inappropriate and you don't like the behavior is that you have to be there to make the corrections. You have to be there to, to stop the behavior. And, uh, you know, the one dog is not trying to protect the other dog. That's not why she's barking at the child and getting all crazy and cranked up she's just trying to be uh she's afraid and she's probably more likely trying to make the child afraid and trying to be in charge you know she's she's acting trying to be the boss is what it is and the child doesn't know what to do so she's getting her way and and the more they bark the more you feed into it the more you yell stop 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 the worse it's always going to be because dogs don't know you're yelling stop 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 they just know you're reacting to it they actually think you're joining in they actually think you're a dog and you're joining 
joining in with the same behavior. They don't know that you want them to stop barking because you're yelling. And the only way to teach dogs not to do something is to make firm corrections when they're doing it. And the way you make a firm correction is either with a jolt of a leash or where you poke them in the neck and redirect their energy and their attention, or you just go, hey, and you poke them in the neck. You've got to let them know that, no, you can't do this. This is not what I want. This is not the behavior I want. And as soon as they stop doing it and they calm down, that's when you praise them and you say, oh, good dog. So that lets them know, yeah, he likes this or she likes this behavior. She doesn't like that behavior. So if you want to teach your dog not to bark at the child, you actually have to be there while it's happening, make the correction instantly. And that's critical. It's got to happen instantly, within a second, or the dog doesn't understand what's wrong, what you're correcting them for. Does that make any sense to you? Yes. Uh, so do hey. do little do little exercises where you walk your dog across the street on a leash. As soon as your dog starts to bark at the child, turn the opposite direction and walk away quickly. Your dog's going to get jolted in the neck by the leash. Don't say anything. Just do that. Then turn around again. Start walking towards the child with your dog on a leash at your side. As soon as your dog starts to go kooky or you can see your dog shifting into that kooky state of mind, turn around and walk the other way very briskly. Your dog's going to get a correction. And your dog is going to figure out that every time she barks at this child, she's going to get a major correction. And that's a real simple way to teach your dog not to bark. Now, it's going to take time. You're going to have to do it for a long time consistently. Your dog will every now and then slip back into that bad behavior, so you've got to be there to make the corrections. Does that make sense? Yes, I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you a lot. Take care of yourself. You're welcome. We appreciate right. it. Okay, there you go. I hope that helped. I hope it does. You know what? If it didn't help there, call us back. We do follow-ups. Yeah. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Okay, everyone, Mother's Day is next week. Do you know what you're getting for your mom? If you're looking for the perfect idea, check out this amazing deal from Sherry's Berries. Right now, you can get their famous freshly dipped gourmet berries starting at $19.99. I was so excited to see this deal because Sherry's Berries have become a huge tradition in my family on special occasions. I mean, we all love them. You have never seen dipped berries like these. They're giant and so fresh and juicy and chocolatey, and they're covered in delicious toppings like chocolate chips and chopped nuts. And right now, they're starting at $19.99. That's amazing. Plus, you can pick your delivery date, and the berries are guaranteed to arrive fresh, beautiful, and delicious. I know my mom is going to be super excited when she gets her Sherry's Berries, and I bet your mom will be excited, too. Hurry, because Mother's Day is next week, and this incredible deal ends this Friday. The only way to get this super sweet deal is to go to berries.com, click the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter special code 0900. That's berries.com, special code 0900. What dog? food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. 
So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to phytofriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo, and here's a real sign of the times. More and more vets are seeing pets coming in high on marijuana. It's a direct result of the legalization of pot. Many people are no longer hiding their marijuana, and they're keeping it out, and that means the pets are getting into it. Legalized medical marijuana is not toxic to animals, but it can give them a pretty good upset stomach and some other minor side effects, like making the pet rather lethargic. Vets say you should be really careful if your pets get into a stash of synthetic marijuana. Several animals have actually died from eating the synthetic pot, and the side effects can be far more serious and last a lot longer. We keep on hearing how good pets are for our health. They're credited with everything from lowering blood pressure to helping relieve anxiety. And now studies are showing that autistic children could benefit from interacting with dogs. Research published recently in the Journal of Pediatric Nursing says many autistic kids are able to connect with a dog in ways they just can't connect with other people, and that the dogs, of course, provide unconditional and non-judgmental love. The study also showed that a dog can provide a sort of bridge to help children with autism communicate with others. Turns out that a lot of parents of autistic kids already knew this. The study found that nearly two-thirds of the families that include an autistic child also had a canine family member, and 94% said that their children had a special bond with those pets. Over the past decade, Mexico's middle class has been growing, and that's created a new market for all things dog. Everything from clothing and accessory boutiques, spas, restaurants that feature doggy snacks have been popping up. Many of the estimated 40 million Mexicans considered to be middle class now are having fewer children than their parents did, and therefore they have more disposable income. Since 2008, sales of pet-related products in Mexico have grown an average of 13% a year to $2.2 billion last year. But there is a real downside to all of this, too. At the other end of the income scale, owners of purebred dogs are being hit by robbery and kidnapping of animals worth thousands of dollars in some cases. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. 
It's Sam Adams summer ale season. I love the summer ale. <laughs> <laughs> Summertime's here. I like the citrus, crisp, and refreshing. It's light. It's not too hoppy. The grains of paradise add a nice little spice to the beer. Smooth, refreshing. It's summertime. Time for Sam Adams summer ale. It's perfect. It'd be great for cookouts, spending some time outdoors. This is the experience for a Sam Adams summer. I could drink that all summer long. It's really a good beer. It really is. Definitely good summer beer. Brewed especially for summer. Sam Adams Summer Ale. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to StellaAndChewies.com. Come on, dude. Go ask her to dance. What if she says no? She's looked over here like three times. Okay, I'm going in. There are moments in life that cause us to hesitate. Hey. Oh, hi. Um, do you want to dance? Sure. Yes. <laughs> but once we take action, we're awfully glad we did. Markets are changing and interest rates are still low. If you're thinking about getting into the real estate market, now may be the time to make your move. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. It's toll free, 1-866-405-8405. With your questions, if you just want to chime in, grab your pets, bring them on the round radio. This show's all about our celebration with our animals and this next young lady joining us, Ellie Lax. Is that is that correct? Ellie, am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Yeah, Lax. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. Where are we calling you? I am in Santa Clarita, California, at, in the office of the Gentle Barn. What is the Gentle Barn? Um, well, we do two things. We rescue severely abused and neglected animals that no one else wants. They're either too old, too sick, too lame, or too scared to be adoptable by other rescues. Are these all farm animals? Uh, we have horses, cows, pigs, sheep, goats, chickens, turkeys, peacocks, llamas, oh. dogs, cats, donkeys, and parrots. <laughs> wow! So you you really you don't discriminate wow. against any animals there. I can see. <laughs> well, we don't have any lions and tigers, but that's about it. <laughs> so how many animals all told? Oh, <laughs> we have 170 animals. Wow! And they're all rescued from severe abuse and neglect. And so our specialty, um, because they're animals that no one else wants, our specialty is not. So much rehoming, although we do that as well, but our main specialty is rehabilitation. So we take animals that no one else wants and we get them to walk, we get them to smile again, we get them happy, healthy, comfortable, and then they get to live the rest of their lives with us. And once they're happy and healthy, they help us heal people with the same stories of abuse and neglect. So it's kind of a circle of healing. We heal the animals. The animals heal the people, and the people... Well, how do the animals heal the people? Is there is there a therapy thing going on? Well, it's a 10-month program running September through June, and we work with at-risk inner-city and special-needs kids. We also work with war veterans, senior centers, domestic violence shelters, and terminally ill patients. Oh. And they come in, and through the interaction with the animals and the stories of the animals and the love and the hope that the animals give them, um, it just... It helps them reach for infinite possibilities. It helps them heal. It helps them know who they are. A lot of the kids that we work with do not respond to traditional therapy because they think of themselves as bad, unwanted, and unlovable. But working with the animals, the animals really give them positive mirrors. Like, wow, that animal really liked you, or you seem so gentle and so kind, and 
look at that fence you built. Wow, you really did something. And it gives them a chance to shine and to know that they have value and worth and that someone out there likes them, even if it's a horse, that they are likable and lovable. And sometimes that's all it takes to change a life. When you first started Gentle Barn, was that your intent or were you just trying to save animals? No, that actually was my intent. Um, I was a very lonely child. I didn't have a very good childhood. My, uh, animals were really my only friends. And I had this picture ever since I was seven years old that one day when I grow up, I'll have a big place full of animals, and I'll heal those animals, and those animals will love me right back, and then together we'll heal the world. You have <laughs> of a course, lot of, that's my seven-year-old vision. You, you have a good start going there. Yeah. Was your family open to you bringing home all these animals as a child? No, not at all. <laughs> they were very upset by it. Why was that? I know some parents are open to allowing animals in the house. Some weren't. Were yours one of those that just said no animals in the house? Well, you know, we had a dog, but I think, you know, my mom, my dad was working all the time, and my mom was by herself with three small kids, and I just, you know, she, t- she had a dog, but she didn't want to have 55 animals in the house that she ultimately had to take care of because I was little. Why not? I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was... I have no idea. I guess I guess she just it just wasn't her cup of tea. Yeah. So it's all her fault you have 170 animals. You know what? It really is. Yeah. <laughs> I think that if she just let me keep that one bunny rabbit, I'd probably be a teacher right now. But because I was never allowed to keep any of them, I just had to grow up and do this. That's a, a lesson for parents out there. What you prohibit your kids yes. from doing, they will do. Yes, it's true. <laughs> Uh, so this, uh, so many animals, you must have a, a big, uh, well, a lot of employees or a lot of people helping out there. Yeah, we have about 12 employees. That's we all? Have, yeah, we're a very small organization, actually. We have um, about six employees in the office and about the same in the barnyard. And then we rely on volunteers. We have about 1,000 volunteers. Obviously, they don't show up at once. But we have volunteers that come in and groom and walk the horses, and we have volunteers that come and brush and hug the cows, and they take shifts in the upper barnyard to make sure that the animals are playing nice and sharing their toys. Um, we have volunteers that help us in the office and with events, and we have docents on Sundays. Wow. Um, so we have a lot of people coming and going all day long helping us love these animals and heal the kids. Well, what's your favorite story? What's your favorite rescue? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I've got so many. I know. Them. That's kind of a tough question. That's like saying, well, who's your favorite kid? Yeah. <laughs> who's your favorite child? Do you want a story of a child and an animal, or do you want a story just of an animal? I want something that comes to your mind. What's the most influential story to you? Um, okay. Here's one that just popped into my head. We had a special needs class from a high school come to us for two years in a row. And most of the kids were higher functioning, so they would come and we would give them rakes and they would help us clean up and they would help us water the trees and they would help us groom the animals. And it was kind of teaching them life skills and them gaining confidence and just feeling needed and wanted in the community. But there was one boy who was paraplegic and he was in a wheelchair and he couldn't move at all. And um, so they kind of parked him in the corner as everybody else went to work doing their, their daily chores. Um, and I took one look at him and said, you know, it's just not okay for me that he's parked in a corner. I'm sure there's some way that we can kind of reach inside him. So I brought my horse, Sasha, over to see him. And um, he was, nobody really interacted with him. At school, he was parked in a corner. At the home, he was parked in front of the television. So nobody really interacted with him. So he just kind of lived in his own mind, in his own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And when Sasha, the horse, and I walked over to him, he had his eyes closed and he wasn't really watching anything that was going on. And Sasha, who 
she has an incredible story of a, a lot, a lot of abuse before she came to the gentle barn, and it took her years to learn to trust people. And now she's very happy here. Um, but she knows what it's like to be forgotten and unwanted, so I guess she saw herself in this boy. And I didn't ask her to do this or train her to do this, but by herself, she reached over to this boy and she started grooming him with her mouth. Wow. And she started grooming his head and his cheeks and his shoulders <laughs> and his chest. And after a while of this, he, he kind of opened his eyes and started looking around and focused in on her. And he started smiling. And after a while, he started laughing with his whole heart. And he, she really, Sasha just really reached inside of this boy and pulled him out. Mm, what a and great story. It was incredible, and slowly he learned to hold the lead rope while we pushed his wheelchair, and um, he started having the use of one of the arms because he wanted to feed her carrots. And over the two years that he was here, his motor skills increased. Um, he started interacting more with the world, and then his classmates and his teachers saw, oh, wow, there's a person in there. So they started interacting more with him. And then because they were recognizing him as a human being, his family started interacting with him more. And all of a sudden, he, he got friends, and he got everybody to start paying attention to him. And his whole world opened up because of a horse reaching inside and pulling him out. Oh, and you know, there's so many stories like that, I'm sure. Yes. And they're all written in, into the book, My Gentle Barn, which is a, pretty much a chronology of what you're doing there. Well, it's um, the first chapter starts with a little bit of my childhood, because I think my childhood explains why I started the Gentle Barn and why it means so much to me, um, and why, why I have kind of gone through some really, really hard times and never give up on it. So the first chapter is about my childhood and about how I was a little bit lonely, but animals were always there to save me, to heal me, to witness me, and to love me. And then the book takes me through just how I started the gentle barn and who those first animals were and what those animals taught me and um, my first groups of working with children and how that evolved. And um, then we had a move and we went through a fire. And, um, well, don't happened. give it all away. <laughs> I want to give away 10 copies right now at one 405 8405 The book is called My Gentle Barn by Ellie Lax. She's our guest right now, uh, talking about her sanctuary that she has in the Southern California area. What is that, up near Acton? Um, yes, we are a little bit, just a tiny bit south of Acton. We're in a community called Santa Clarita. And can they volunteer? Oh, yes, absolutely. And can they donate money? Yes. Is there a website? Yes, gentlebarn.org. And if you're not lucky enough to get through to get one of these books today, head on over to your bookstore. It's on the Harmony Books label. Uh, we'll put links over at animalradio.com. Thank you so much for hanging with us, Ellie, and doing such great work for the animals. Thank you so much for having me. Just a couple of minutes, the Fetch ID Hero People of the Week. The hero person is uh, somebody who's put together a bucket list for their dog. Their dog had a few months to live, Aww. I believe had cancer. That's so sweet. That's cool. And yeah. they put together a bucket list. This is a touching story, and I can't wait to talk to her in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. But I wanted to get on the phone. Olvid Osis, he is the co-founder of Fetch ID, and we've been talking about them the last three weeks. We want to tell you a little more about them. Olvid, welcome to the show. Hi. Fetch ID, with your big tagline is if somebody can't find their animal with a Google search, that no one can find them. Yes, that's correct. The idea being that 
If your dog can't, of course, be found on Google, then they have to go, a rescuer has to go through hoops to get in touch with the owner or the breeder or shelter that they originally were adopted through. Okay, so if the animal has a microchip, they'll end up having to go to the veterinarian, perhaps, and get that microchip scanned. It, it's a big to-do, right? Yes. If they don't have the number ready to register the dog, they would... Uh, well, if they don't have the paperwork for it, they would have to go into their veterinarian or their local shelter and have the, the numbers scanned in order to get the number to register the dog. Mm. So what does Fetch ID do? And I already have a microchip. Will these things work together? Well, right now, a lot of pets, when they're adopted, they're automatically registered. Whoever whoever they're adopting out from, whether it be a shelter or a breeder, they'll go ahead and they'll register the pet to that actual place where they're you know, not directly the owner. Sometimes the owners will go on and they will register their dogs online with different services, and that's great. But the problem is there's dozens of different services out there that offer registration, and they're all, they all have their own databases online. So what makes Fetch ID different, though? Well, being able to, for an owner to be able to, to register their pet online, have it be searchable on, say, Google, they get lost. The rescuer can just go on Google, type in the number, and instantly get the owner's contact information, call them up and say, I have your dog or your cat, and you can come down and pick them up versus the alternative, which is calling 800 numbers, searching multiple databases. Sometimes it's not even the owner's information they're getting from these searches. Now, I know there's a lot of different types of microchips. Does it matter what kind of brand of microchip I have? Oh, absolutely not. It could be any brand, whether it's an older microchip, a newer microchip, whether you know you, you have it registered with somebody already, or you're not even sure if it's registered. You can register with Fetch ID. I love to hear all of these stories of reuniting. Does Fetch ID contact pet owners when they find a pet? Actually, no, but that is one of the great advantages of Fetch ID because we put the rescuers directly in touch with the owners. Oh. There's no middleman. They don't have to call us. They don't need to have us contact the owners. It's from the rescuer right to the owner. It's the quickest way possible. I'm looking at the price here. I'm so amazed that this is all included. One small price, less than $10 one time, includes the cloud-based pet search, uh, lost pet alerts, $500 in travel assistance, and customized lost pet posters. What is the travel assistance about? The travel assistance, say you're on vacation with your pet and they happen to run off or they get out of your the place you're staying and you, you don't have enough time to go and search for them because you're only there for a week or a few days and you know, you know you'd love to stay and look, you can't. You go home and they get found. We'll help get the dog back to you with $500 assistance and that is, it can go a, a long way in getting them home safe. Nine ninety nine, a great deal. A, why? Why would anyone not do this? Is my question. In fact, after the show today, I will make sure that I sign up for all of my animals. Nine dollars ninety nine cents. That's not even ID. monthly. That's just a That's one, one time fee. You, you, you better sign up, pal, because your animals are trying to escape right now. Fetch dash id dot com. That's f e t c h dash id dot com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. This is Animal Radio, baby. You don't want to know that I caught this huge, enormous bug outside of my office recently. Really? It was enormous. Like, I'm talking, it was probably about a four-inch kind of cockroachy, beetly thing. And I pointed it out to someone because I was carrying boss at the time. And I said, hey, hey, can you, there's a bug out there. Can, there's a bug out there. Can you get it? And they were like, what do you want me to do? You want to step in? I said, no, catch it in a container, please. Oh. And they were like, huh? 
I was like, yes, did I you, can catch did it. Did you look, look it up? <laughs> Do you know huh? what it is? Did you find out what it was? You know what? I, I, I handed it off to one of my staff members because she's equally into bugs. And <laughs> um, so she, I think she was going to take it and look at it. I never did quite find out. But it was enormous. And it wasn't like a typical kind of cockroachy bug. So uh, very yeah. cool, though. I don't know what it was. I don't know how you got somebody to actually get it and put it in a container. Well, she wouldn't. She, she thought oh, I wanted it killed. Her. Yeah. And I was like, here, take boss. And I like handed her boss and I grabbed the container and scooped him up. And uh-huh. Just I wonder if there's really even cool. a, a single woman on Match.com that in her profile it says, I'm into bugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Dr. Debbie was on Match.com, that would be her thing. Into bugs <laughs> and know. smells. Oh, God. All kinds of weird smells. Uh, let's see. Any, meeny, miny, Let's go to Julie. Hey, Julie. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. How are you two? Very fine. Great. What's going on? I have a question for Dr. Debbie. Okay. All righty. What you got? Okay, so I have a male boxer. He is uh, four and a half years old. And just a little bit of background on him. He was, um, my, my standard right, Kripdurkid. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so when so we took him in to have him neutered, and they basically opened him up and couldn't find anything. So whether or not there's something in there or not, I don't know if this could have anything to do with his issues today. Okay. Today, actually, last night, he ran over to his bed and promptly urinated on it, which he has never done, and he looked alarmed. When he went outside, he was dribbling, mm-hmm. and it took him a long time. And then just about two weeks ago, I started noticing that he was he was running across the room and kind of like crouching down and, and turning around and checking out his kind of back end. Mm-hmm. Sort of, and he did that over and over again. So all of those things are making me wonder what the heck's going on. Oh yeah. Now, is he having any tr- difficulty going poop? Nope. That's going fine. Okay. Appetite's great. Everything is that he he's concerned about something, and this this urination last night on his head was so out of the ordinary. Out of character for him. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, definitely, and and I will say that for for those that don't know what a cryptorchid is, it's basically a male dog that their testicles don't develop and drop into the normal location in the scrotum, so they kind of hang out in different areas. So for some dogs, they just might be in the flank area, kind of in the groin, where they're just kind of sitting there under the skin. And there's other dogs that the testicle never actually makes its descent from the abdomen, and that's where they actually start off when they're you know little uh, fetuses. The, the testicles start off in the abdomen and gradually work their way down to the scrotal area. So for some dogs, it can be a challenge in finding these suckers if they're in the belly. Um, so for me, I have only once in practice found a male dog I have not been able to locate a testicle on. So typically, I, I tend to be very skeptical that there aren't testicles there. Um, it may just be more a factor that we just can't find them or track them down. And the ones where I've had the biggest challenges are there's a testicle located in what we call the inguinal ring. So not quite into the abdomen, not quite into the soft tissues or the scrotal area. It just kind of hangs out in there. And as the pet gets older, that testicle might develop some more, but they don't tend to get it quite as normal or sized as we might expect. Can, so can for me... Can he still have the hormones, though? Can he still absolutely. act male? I mean, because he's kind of aggressive with other males. Absolutely. And on that part of the issue, the cryptorchid, if I have a dog that I'm not certain, maybe they've been neutered elsewhere or we're having symptoms and we 
weren't sure we could find that testicle when they were younger. There are different types of hormone tests that we can do, checking their testosterone levels. Sometimes we'll do a kind of a challenge test after we give a hormone and we'll take several samples. But I would say that would be definitely important. We need to know if your boy still has some hormones and some testicles somewhere because the male hormones, testosterone causes some swelling and enlargement in the prostate gland. So even if he's not breeding, we still have male hormone effects in those situations. So we need to check that out. And and we can do a rectal exam so I can get my little white glove out and we can check his rectum and see what that prostate feels like. If it's really, really big, we probably have some male hormones we're going to need to go looking after. Um, so, so I definitely would, you know, recommend you to see the veterinarian, see if we can figure out if this boy does have testicles somewhere that we need to address. But we still have this immediate problem of him having the difficulty urinating and the obvious discomfort. So, um, I would get a urine sample. I would certainly check him, uh, check his prostate and see what we need to do. So x-rays may be in line, getting a urine sample and, uh, deciding if we need to figure out where, um, his boy parts are, if he has them. How I guess the vet would get the urine sample. <laughs> Can yes. I do this? You certainly can, and that's a great question really? because a lot of folks say, "Oh, how am I going to get the urine from a dog at home? Chase him around or her around with a cup?" And you can do that. Although in the veterinary setting, we prefer to get that sterile in the clinic setting. So either we'll try it by a catheter or a method called assistocentesis. And the reason is because, you know, we really can't wipe a clean, you know, when you go to the doctors, they say wipe yourself clean before you give us that free catch. Dogs don't do that. And we really don't try to do that for them before we catch a sample. So, yeah, they'll want to get that that clean sample. You can't just send them to the bathroom with a cup. Okay. Well, you can, but... Fun. Yeah, there'll be just a lot of other crud in there. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we don't okay. want the air. And, okay, so. So, so I shouldn't bother. I should just let the vet do it catheter ways. I sure would, yeah. And, and okay. this is something I would definitely, you know, sometimes when we get callers, we'll be like, ah, you know, when you can. It sounds like a good idea. You need to get your baby over to the veterinarian because this could certainly be a, a big problem and a concern. Can, can this wait until for two days, Monday, or do you think this is an emergency? If he's straining, I'm going to tell you that, you know, it sounds like he's uncomfortable and I never would recommend an obvious, a pet that's obviously in discomfort to wait. I think it's really important that you at least ascertain how severe you're dealing with the problem and then you can make your timeline from there from what your veterinarian tells you. All right. All right, Dr. Debbie. Thank you so much for your advice. Okay. Well, good luck with that. I hope everything turns out okay. Thank you. Mm, bye-bye. 1-866-405-8405 to the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Featuring your Dream Team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, Communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome. This is the hour that I've been waiting for on Animal Radio. This hour, the hero person of the week is somebody who made a bucket list for their dying dog. That's so cool. Very excited to hear about this. Have you heard the story before? Oh, I, 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 you know, I looked into it and the bond between this lady and her dog and what she wanted to do to make his end days fantastic, it'll get you. Okay, I can't wait for that. I also understand you're going to be talking about uh, Colorado's ban on greyhound racing. It's interesting. Yes. They have the ban on greyhound racing. 
they allow pot and they <laughs> ban pit bulls. So it's God, they're all over the place. Are, I like two out of three. There. Exactly. That last one, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what are you working on today? Well, we all know the story of the Titanic yep. and the passengers at the, on the Titanic. But even though it's been 102 years, the stories are just now coming out about the dogs that were on board the ship. Really? There were dogs yeah, on it? There, there were a lot. There were 12 in first class, and there were a whole lot more that were being carried as cargo. So we don't really know the numbers. We know for sure 12. Wow, that's interesting. I never thought about that before, that yeah. there were dogs on that. You don't hear a lot of stories. I hadn't either. No, not really, but, oh, there's one I've got to tell you guys, okay. because, oh, it, all right, get the Kleenex out, okay, folks, hold on here. A second. Okay, okay. this one's not in the news story, but there was a woman, she was a very well-heeled lady, very rich, and when everything started, you know, going crazy on the ship, she went down to the kennel, she got her Great Dane out, because she and this Great Dane, they, they were, you know, they loved Tight. each other a lot, mm-hmm. she made it into a lifeboat, and here's the Great Dane, and she's kind of trying to get him in the lifeboat, and they're saying, no, 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 he can't go. And hmm. he, he can't go. No dogs. And so she actually gets out of the lifeboat. Oh. She says, if he's not coming, I'm not coming either. Well, that's interesting. And, yeah, well, here, here's, the, oh, here, here's the heartbreaker. Get the Kleenex in your hand. Got it. Because when they were going around picking up survivors and victims of the crash, they found her and the dog hugging each other in the water. They were both dead and frozen because the water was so cold, but she had not let go of that dog for anything. <laughs> I know, a picture's upset. It gives you such a picture. I, I, oh, dear. I, I'm terrible with these kind of stories. Well, I, I cannot wait until you report on that in just a few minutes. Let's hit the phones toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 for dog trainer Alan Cable or dog father Joey Villani or Dr. Debbie. Hey, Myron, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing today? Well, let me introduce you to Dr. Debbie over here. She's probably the best vet in the country, and hopefully she can help oh, you with whatever's you. going on with you. Oh, okay, hi, Myron. Cool. Hello. How are you doing? Very uh, good. I have a cat. Well, that's my mother's cat, and she, she's about 10 to 12 years old. And uh, two, Sunday night, Monday and Tuesday, she went into the closet and wouldn't come out. She wouldn't eat. She didn't even use a restroom in the closet. And she was uh, hissing and scratching she, like she didn't want them to bother her. Okay. And I was wondering what was going on with her. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, is she the only kitty in your mom's house? Yes. Yes. The only the only pet. I should even ask about that. Yeah. Yeah. She's the only okay. pet, and she and she don't even go outside. She hasn't been outside in a couple of years because she doesn't even like going outside. Okay, and then is there anything going on in your mom's house? Have we been moving, new people, visitors, anything different going on? No, no. My mother doesn't usually have visitors except for family. Okay, all righty. Well, when a cat does this kind of unexpectedly, we, we do a lot of sleuth work first. That's my first step, is I like to really look at the things that we don't think might be upsetting or a problem. So I've had cats freak out when a new sofa chair was moved into a room. It's Certain things can freak them out. So we really have to look at that, make sure there's nothing that we can identify in change in the environment, change in people, animals, or routines in the house. All of this is very important, making sure even the litter um, location substrates haven't changed um if something has 
freaked her out, made her fearful. Just she may be retreating and completely hiding. Um, but the thing that concerns me is it doesn't sound like we got a lot of different changes going in, and it sounds like your mom's home is pretty stable there. Um, so the first thing that I worry is that there could be something medically going on, whether it's something painful, or especially if she stopped oh, well, eating. I so say, yeah, she stopped eating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that definitely is, that raises some real red flags that we could have a medical problem. And, and as much as we might want her to tell us when something's a problem, some cats, they, they do this and it just makes it harder to help them and to know how to approach that. So we have to be cautious and safe because if she's hissing and growling and not wanting you near, you know, certainly we want you to be safe in approaching her. Um, but, um, there are some things you can try to kind of lure her and to, to get closer to her, hopefully so we can confine her, contain her, look at her or even just getting her into a carrier and to have your vet take care of things and do a good, thorough exam. Um, so for me, if it's a closet, you know, we can definitely keep that area quiet, contained. Um, there are feel-away type products, which are pheromones, which are natural scent hormones that can have a calming effect. That could be something we can spray in the room to kind of help kind of simmer her down, hopefully kind of take the edge off a little bit. Um, for cats, we use food as a reward. So if she's not eating, we can't really do a whole lot in that realm, but things like tuna fish, um, some really stinky canned cat foods, if you heat those in the microwave, those can be very appetizing. So that might be a way to kind of gain trust, um, to have her allow the approach of either you or you know your mother to, to kind of investigate things further. But we're really going to have to get her, I think, to a vet um, to make sure that we can identify if there's something wrong medically. Um, and, you know, it, it has to be within your comfort zone. But I've had folks where, you know, they take a, a large blanket, um, kind of toss that over kitty, and then safely kind of scooch them into a, a box, a cat carrier, something, so that we can um, move that exam, you know, to another site where, you know, we have professionals that can get a good look at her. Um, but but I, I share your concern. It definitely sounds like something we need to get her checked out pretty soon. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. Okay, good luck, and let us know how that goes. The other thing is, occasionally, if your mom is, has had your kitty into the vet recently, um, if there's something in her history that has proven a problem in the past, then they may direct you with some other types of things. So for some kitties, I might even prescribe a tranquilizer if it seems appropriate to their previous health. Um, so that might be another thing to try. Okay, yeah, because she's been a very nice, quiet cat, and it's all of a sudden it's just out of the ordinary. It just popped up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I was kind of unusual. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, gosh. Well, I hope everything's okay with this baby. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for your okay. call. I appreciate it, Myron. And, of course, uh, we have the uh, Go to Your Vet jingle singers, please. Go to your vet. Hey, a little more pet, please. Go to your vet. Yeah, I like that. And go that to cool. your vet. That is awesome. Aren't they great? You should have one for everything, you know. Go to the express line. Play ball with your kid. Take a load off your feet. There should be jingles for everybody for everything. (laughs) You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. 
Mother's Day is next week, and Pro Flowers is offering an amazing special: 100 stunning blooms for mom, plus a free glass vase for just $19.99. Go to proflowers.com, click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code 1111. But hurry, this incredible deal expires this Friday. Flower prices will skyrocket next week. Order now from Pro Flowers to get huge savings. You pick the delivery date, and it's guaranteed. 100 colorful blooms for mom sent fresh from the fields and guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven full days for only $19.99 and will include a free glass vase. Remember, flower prices can double next week. Time is running out and this incredible special expires this Friday. The only way to get this amazing deal is to go to proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner and enter the secret code 1111. That's proflowers.com. Secret code one 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 one. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. What's the best way to bring people together? T-shirts! T-shirts. Custom T-shirts that you design online with Custom Ink. Custom Ink has created over 30 million shirts for families, teams, reunions, church groups, cheerleaders, companies big and small. On-time delivery is guaranteed, and we'll even ship your order absolutely free. Start designing your custom ink t-shirts today and see why 99% of our customers say they would order from us again. Visit customink.com. Hi, this is Fred Willard on Animal Radio, and I, I'm, I'm begging you, stay and neuter your animals. I'm sitting up and begging. I'll, play, I'll roll over and play dead if you want. I'll follow you anywhere you want to go. Radio in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to a lady who's put together a bucket list for her dying dog. I think that is truly inspirational. We'll find out more right here on Animal Radio. Let's uh, head back to the phones for Dr. Debbie or for Dog Father Joey Villani or for Alan Cable. Uh, we have Sydney. Hi, Sydney. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? Um, California. And what's up? Got problems with your, uh, let me guess, flamingo? No. A- no. Iguana? <laughs> A dog, okay, just a regular old dog, okay. What kind of dog? Um, a blue healer and a Great Dane and a Minpin Whippet. And what's wow. going on? Um, well, my my blue healer and my um, Great Dane are um, I think they're allergic to the premium dog food meat gravy from State of as um, my blue healer has has had dry skin um near her butt since well she's had dry skin ever since she was a puppy, and now she's okay. losing hair near her butt. So I think that she's allergic to it, and my Great Dane's having a lot of gas because of it. Well, you know, the thing to, to remember is food allergy is just one of many different types of allergies. So before I go lumping a pet's symptoms into food allergy, we, I'd really make sure we look at the pet as a whole. And we can have allergies to different things, pollens, environmental allergens, and this is springtime is key 
season. And I can tell you, in the desert southwest right now, I am seeing oodles, oodles of dogs that are just itching and scratching themselves silly. So... Before we jump and say, hey, let's, let's blame the food, I would make sure that you do have your pets examined because um, your veterinarian may want to check things out, see if we have anything like mites. Sometimes we can have bacterial or yeast infections that will take advantage of a kind of a scratchy, itchy pet and then make things even worse. So so, so that takes a little bit more um, addressing there. Um, and definitely we're starting to warm up in you know California, so we have to keep fleas in mind as well. So um, all of those things go into to play. So if we are talking about food allergy, what I do like to point out is that food allergy is probably one of the most difficult of the allergies to figure out. And the reason is, is that allergies to food don't happen immediately. They happen after exposure. So a lot of folks think, oh, I tried this new food and my pet's having problems. In many cases, a pet has to be exposed to the allergen repeatedly for a period of time, weeks, months, years, before they start to have a reaction to it. And that might manifest in itching, scratching, ear infections, um, and some pets may have some gassiness um, or some uh, digestive problems, but you know, usually it's more the skin that we tend to see. Um, and cats, interestingly enough, cats get food allergies too, and their symptoms tend to be more scabs and itching around the head and face. So um, a, lot of, a lot of kitties are out there, people think have ear mites, and they actually do have food allergies. So, you know, if we're going to look at your pets and say, okay, is this food maybe not agreeing with them? The hard truth is that to really address a food allergy, we have to go to a hypoallergenic diet. And we need to do that and commit to that fully for at least eight weeks. And sometimes we go as long as 10 or 12 weeks. And what that means is that during that time, you cannot feed... Uh, treats. You can't feed edible chew bones. You can't feed table food. Uh-huh. And you certainly even can't get flavored medications or supplements because that will interfere with a food trial. Um, and basically, um, you know, we pick foods that pets maybe haven't been exposed to. So I would work with your veterinarian. It's really not advised to just pick another food off the, off the shelf at the pet store because the most common allergens that we see for dogs tend to be beef, dairy, and wheat. And in cats, it's beef, dairy, and fish. So, and there's a lot of just general foods that are going to have these kind of ingredients in them. So, um, I'm going to say, I think, Sydney, I think you need to get these babies looked at. And then, you know, if you want to try switching the food, certainly. I don't think that's a bad idea, but I would just make sure that we do use one that your veterinarian will guide you on. Because um, there are a lot of how long do you how long do you got to use it? Twelve weeks, ten to twelve weeks first. Ten to twelve wow. weeks is the ideal, and then so if a pet does really good, and I would tell you, you know, about one in four dogs when we do a food trial, they may respond within that first month, but it really takes up to about six weeks for the good bulk, eighty percent of dogs to really see some improvement. Being strictly on a hypoallergenic diet, so it, it isn't something that's quick and easy, and that's because pets' allergies overlap. So we'll have a food allergy combined with a seasonal allergy and it kind of kind of confounds things and how we look at it so i just want to make sure that sydney addresses um the pet as a whole and not just gear in on this food hopefully that helps for you sydney um well my great dane's also been having diarrhea i mean um okay. has been throwing up because of it well because every single time he eats he seems to throw up after in the last week and um we did to uh we thought that it was the food earlier and so we had um year old dog food and Mm. it was all greasy but we just found it and so we gave it to the dogs to see if that would help 
and my um, blue healer was having diarrhea, and my uh, great game was having was um, throwing up. So um, it's a, we think that it's a mix of the both with um, great game right now. But the throwing you, up. You, get, you fed them year old food. Uh, yeah, because, uh, we... Yeah, that's uh, not a good idea, definitely. Food, no, food that has an expire date, you know, you look at the expire date, if the food has been open for a year, that, that very likely could go rancid. So, yeah, I would say stop feeding that. And I do worry about any dog that is vomiting for a week in duration. So I would hesitate to just blame the food. You know, I, I really, I, I have to be your pet's advocate here and say if your pet's vomiting for a week, that really warrants, you know, at least talking to your veterinarian, see your veterinarian, get that pet looked at. But no old food. <laughs> Don't do that. So you got that no old food and go see the vet. Okay. Okay, Sydney. Yes? Thank you. And um, for my um, my mint and lipid, he has two bumps on his chest. And um, okay. they feel like it's fat and it feels like it's connected to like his ribs and stuff. And, I, and I'm not sure what it is. And so, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's a great thing for, you know, it's very easy in the course of exam just to kind of feel those things. And, and many times we do suspect fatty tumors or what we call lipomas um, that tend to occur from like the, the midline of the body to the underbelly. So if you kind of draw an imaginary line, if you're looking at your dog from its side, kind of right through the middle and going down, that's where we tend to see the majority of fatty tumors. Now, it is impossible to tell by feel alone, but generally your veterinarian can get a pretty good idea if that's going to be most likely what they're worried about um, but over the phone and <laughs> across the radio waves I can't tell you for certain if that's the case and I would just you know again this is a great reason to see your veterinarian because they can give you the best information with their hands and touching and squeezing and feeling and all of that good stuff okay thank you hey, thank, okay you're thanks welcome. for calling today appreciate that it's always good to hear from you from uh, the crib to the doctor, grave yes doctor doctor Debbie and I also have a, a chair it's a dog chair and it has a, a ripped cushion and um, I sewed it up with your old thread, and I, I don't know what's wrong. Are you making fun of the listeners? I hope not. That's not <laughs> I'm nice. making fun of that one. My God, your old dog food. Every animal's got a problem. Something bad's going on there. Well, what you hey, need, yes. I was, I was going to say, Alan, you know, there are folks that need a little guidance, and that's what we're here for. So if, if, if I can make well, a difference, let, let me ask, her. let me ask a, just a, just a common sense question. This is just, this just right out. I'm, I'm, I'm picking this out of thin air. I'm just pulling this right out of the sky. If I open my refrigerator and I had milk in there that was a year old, should I drink it? <laughs> you know, on. this there is actually a there's a mis, mistaken belief that dogs can handle things that we can't. I mean, look at a lot of the old thoughts that are out there. The dogs can lick wounds and heal them completely on their own. That they can eat leftovers in the refrigerator after a holiday that are a week old. You know, they still get foodborne illness, food poisoning. So, you know, I think it's just a little education, Alan. Back off. You know, well, thank you, Doctor get- Debbie. You are so. Dr. Debbie, you are so kind. I mean, you really are. You're hey, so kind. She picked I, up I really... the phone and reached out. Yes, she, she reached out. Yes, yes she, she did. did. And, you know, that was very sweet. I I just hope she's not going to, you know, feed her dog two-year-old something that she would have. Well, you know, and what I think is funny is in, in the animal world, sometimes for some of us, it seems so obvious what is right and what's wrong. But, you know, a lot of it is exposure, um, living through, say, you've never had a cat before, you've never had a dog before, to really kind of go through those motions. And then, then it doesn't, you know, it, then it seems more natural after you've had a pet. But for those that She's maybe so aren't sweet. familiar. So you mean, for some of us, common sense just, uh, it, it doesn't exist. I understand what but, you're saying. But no, I'm not saying common sense. I'm saying common sense when it comes to animal needs. So do you know how to take care of a turtle, Alan? 
I would no, make I do fun not, of but you. I can tell you this. I can tell you this. If I was going to get a turtle, I would educate myself beforehand. And my common sense would tell me I shouldn't feed the turtle year old food. I would know that. That's just me. That's just me. Yeah, it's just you. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 A popular street performer known as the Dog Cat Mouse Guy is happy to learn that charges against him have been dropped. Greg Pike was arrested by the Bisbee, Arizona police for loitering to beg and doing business without a license. He says he's a performance artist and his art consists of stacking his pets on top of each other. First there's Booger the Dog, Kitty the Cat, and Mousie the Mouse. Pike does accept donations and that's where the police saw the problem. Friends raised $910 for his bail and accompanied him to the hearing where the attorneys agreed to drop the charges. I'd say the dog-cat-mouse guy definitely has an act that he has to stack in the right order. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Hi, this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love animal radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals, like the Morris Animal Foundation does. Mother's Day is next week, and Pro Flowers is offering an amazing special. 100 stunning blooms for mom, plus a free glass vase for just $19.99. Go to proflowers.com, click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code 1111. But hurry, this incredible deal expires this Friday. Flower prices will skyrocket next week. Order now from Pro Flowers to get huge savings. You pick the delivery date, and it's guaranteed. 100 colorful blooms for mom sent fresh from the field and guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven full days for only $19.99 and will include a free glass face. Remember, flower prices can double next week. Time is running out and this incredible special expires this Friday. The only way to get this amazing deal is to go to proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner and enter the secret code 1111. That's proflowers.com. Secret code one 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 one. Here's a surprising summertime fact from Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. We all know that irritants like bug bites and poison ivy can make you itch. But what you might not know is how. Actually, it's the histamines your body creates in reaction to these irritants that make you miserable. But now that scratch has met its match. Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. Its maximum strength itch medicine blocks your itch-causing histamines fast for long-lasting relief. Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. The relief you've been itching for. Use as directed. It's Sam Adams summer ale season. I love the summer ale. Cheers. <laughs> Summertime's here. I like the citrus. Crisp and refreshing. It's light. It's not too hoppy. The grains of paradise add a nice little spice to the beer. Smooth, refreshing. It's summertime. Time for Sam Adams summer ale. It's perfect. It'd be great for cookouts, spending some time outdoors. This is the experience for a Sam Adams summer. I could drink that all summer long. It's really a good beer. It really is. Definitely a good summer beer. Brewed especially for summer. Sam Adams summer ale. Boss beer. Cody Boston Mass. Super responsible. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. 
I'm Tammy Trujillo. Colorado, it's become the 39th state to ban greyhound racing. The governor of that state signing it into law. Greyhounds haven't actually been running in Arizona since 2008, but now it is absolutely illegal to race them. At its peak, some $250 million was spent on greyhound racing in Colorado in 1999. Popularity started to fall off, and that figure was down to just $15 million by 2008. At least seven states do still allow greyhound racing. We've been hearing for years now about the fact that obesity can cause all sorts of health problems in pets, just like it can in people. But despite all the info, the Association for Pet Obesity Prevention says that the number of obese pets is not going down. The group's annual survey found that nearly 58% of cats and 53% of dogs are still carrying too much weight. And that can result in things like osteoarthritis, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, joint injury, cancer, and ultimately cut life expectancy. So what do we do? APOP is working to develop tools for vets to actually assess normal weight better and to standardize how much food and exercise different types of pets need to stay healthy. An online poll done by APOP found that 42% of dog and cat guardians admitted they do not know what a healthy weight for their pet would look like. It has been 102 years since the Titanic disaster. We've all heard what happened to the passengers aboard the ship that hit an iceberg on its maiden voyage to America and sank. But info is just now coming out about the dogs that were aboard the Titanic. There were at least 12, probably a whole lot more since most were listed only as cargo in the ship's records. The Titanic did have a fantastic kennel for the more well-heeled dogs and in fact was reportedly planning a dog show for April 15th the day the ship went down. Three of the 12 confirmed dogs did survive the shipwreck. All three of them were little dogs, very easy to hide inside a blanket or the coat of the owner who made it into one of the lifeboats. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Okay, everyone. Mother's Day is next week. Do you know what you're getting for your mom? If you're looking for the perfect idea, check out this amazing deal from Sherry's Berries. Right now, you can get their famous freshly dipped gourmet berries starting at $19.99. I was so excited to see this deal because Sherry's Berries have become a huge tradition in my family on special occasions. I mean, we all love them. You have never seen dipped berries like these. They're giant and so fresh and juicy and chocolatey, and they're covered in delicious toppings like chocolate chips and chopped nuts. And right now, they're starting at $19.99. That's amazing. Plus, you can pick your delivery date, and the berries are guaranteed to arrive fresh, beautiful, and delicious. I know my mom is going to be super excited when she gets her Sherry's Berries, and I bet your mom will be excited too. Hurry, because Mother's Day is next week, and this incredible deal ends this Friday. The only way to get this super sweet deal is to go to berries.com, click the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter special code 444. That's berries.com, special code 444. Hi, Randy Travis. Travis here, and you're listening to Animal Radio. 
You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Fetch ID Microchip Registration. Can you find your pet with a Google search? Well, if you can't, neither can a rescuer. And with Fetch ID, rescuers can contact owners in an instant. Check out www.fetch-id.com. And let's head to the phones where Rena is. Rena Cook of BC, Columbia, Canada. How are you doing, Rena? I'm good. How are you? Very good. I am so intrigued by this story. Several people have brought this to me. Your dog. Tell us, first of all, tell us about your dog. What was his name? Romeo. Romeo. How old was Romeo when he passed? He just turned nine when he passed. And what was what was his sickness? He had osteosarcoma, which is bone cancer, in his hind left femur bone. Ooh. And so you got the diagnosis from the veterinarian. I'm sure it was uh, very traumatic. Uh, how long of a, did the doctor say that Romeo had to live? He said weeks. Weeks. Wow. Maybe a month. Yeah. It was pretty bad. The bone was already starting to fracture. So um, we had to keep him really quiet and calm, but he kept fighting it for almost four months. He lived wow. after diagnosis. Well, you you uh, wrote something in your press release that's really poignant. You said, "Don't count the days; make the days count." And that's exactly yes. what you've done with uh, with Romeo. His last how long did he end up living? Almost four months. Okay, four months, which is uh, more than the prediction. So, what did you do 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 What did you do during those four months? You put together a bucket list, right? Yes, I did. Um, well, yeah, for the first few days, it was, you know, you're, you're, I was in shock and pretty upset, and I was depressed and lying there, and he looked at me, gave me this look, he's like, what are you doing, Mom? He didn't know he had cancer, he knew, oh, yeah, I have a sore leg, whatever. Um, he didn't know he was dying, so I said, okay, I can't lie here. We went to the park, and just brainstorming, and I said, you know what, let's just make the, the last few days of your life, weeks, months, whatever it's going to be, um, positive and happy. And we're not going to sit here and sulk. We're just going to let you go and without being depressed. Because when I'm, when I'm upset, he got really upset. He's a very emotional dog. He could read me like a book. Oh, yes. So what did you do? What, how did you know what Romeo would have liked to have done? Well, a lot of it was food. Food. He loved to eat. And because he always had flares up of stomach issues throughout his life, I said, okay, you know what? We're just going to let you enjoy all your favorite food groups. Um, and a lot of them were things that he liked, like he liked sirens, for, for instance. So we, my dad was a ex-firefighter, so we got to go around in a fire truck, listen to the sirens, and he got to howl along with those in the police car. And um, Just some fun things that he had fun doing while I was with him, and I had fun doing it too. So what kind of meals? Yeah, I wonder what kind of food did he get? Well, here in Canada are like five-star restaurants. A keg, it's called a keg. It's a, it's a steakhouse. And um, so I got. They heard about the bucket list, and they they put together like a filet mignon dinner for him. But of course, he couldn't go into the restaurant. But um, we had that at his favorite park, which I think that was his favorite meal, and the cheeseburger from McDonald's. Oh, um, everybody's got that. I don't think he chewed it. He just swallowed it whole. <laughs> that's a, that's a sin for everybody. So there's 22 items on the list. What else? Um, I think for me, I don't know if for him it was special, but meeting Biff naked. I don't know if you know of her. She's a 
she's a singer here, um, quite famous, and she thought she battled cancer too. So seeing them together and watching them, watching her relate to him was pretty cool. Um, and just like I honestly, the, the times we had together, just him and me, those are the ones I'm going to cherish and remember forever. The other ones were fun, and we got other people involved, other dogs involved, like his birthday party. He had like about 25 dogs from the rescue group that were involved in came out for his birthday party and that was like you know it's fun watching uh-huh. him but it's just those times it was just him and I just quiet it was it was it was amazing and even though we had all those times before but we made these ones even extra special you know we have a cat that is dying of cancer and we we opted not to go the way of treatment on this just because we want her to have the best life at the end what uh was that the same situation with Romeo did the the veterinarian offer treatments or did you know at that time that uh, there was no, nothing that could be done yeah nothing that could be done he the only way to get rid of osteosarcoma is um, amputation and because he had really bad severe um, arthritis in his other knee and spondylosis in his spine his body just wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have failed to hold that hold that weight on the one side mm-hmm. and hey what's the after that is not good anyways maybe a couple buy him a couple months but i said no just let him go with his dignity yes alan you had a question what what was the uh what was the most difficult thing on the bucket list for you to fulfill oh oh difficult like emotionally uh it could be emotionally but i mean even even strategically logistically i mean something that was just hard to you made it happen but it was difficult for you to get done um probably his last one going to the states was the hardest for us because he wasn't as mobile and and we knew that it was the end. We knew, like, he started he started having um, blood in his stool, and his eyes were starting to go red, and we knew. So we just, like, we went there knowing that he was he was going to pass sure. shortly after that. And what, so was, that and was, what was the funniest? What was the funniest? I mean, you had the most fun doing. Um, probably his birthday party. That was, uh-huh. because the fire engine showed up. My dad um, arranged that, and all the dogs got to the pictures of the fire engine, and I think that was the funnest for Romeo and for us because we had so many people and other dogs around us and having that energy of yeah. the support and was I think that was definitely the funnest. Was Romeo your only pet at the time? No, um, I have another dog and I have two cats. I had to buy Yoshi. He's a Boston Terrier pug um, for Romeo because Romeo had such bad separation anxiety when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried everything. I tried trainers. I tried supplements. I tried bringing him to work with me. I tried everything, but his only fix was having Yoshi, and Yoshi was pretty upset after he left, too, because they were, like, really Tight. close. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So I, what advice would you have for people that are going through exactly what you went through? What, what what could you say to them? I would do exactly what we did, just make make the final days count. Um, don't mope around and cry, and you have, all, you have all the time in the world to do that after. Yeah. Um, and your animals... Are, Every animal, they're sensitive. They, they, they pick up on your emotions and, and some of them don't understand they have cancer or another disease. They don't know they're dying. Um, and to see you upset makes them upset. So might as well make it, make it a happy experience. You've taught us all something. You know, you did a wonderful thing for Romeo, but the most important thing you did was doing it and letting people know that you did it because now it's going to happen all across the country. There's going to be so many people that, 
are probably in the same situation or maybe soon, and they're, they're now going to start a bucket list for their animals. And I think that is a phenomenal thing to do. Isn't that great? Great yeah. legacy for Romeo. Gosh. Yeah. I know. Yeah, and, he's still living on. And I on, I have so many people on my Facebook now that are doing bucket lists, and there are probably at least 20 dogs so far I'm following their bucket list on, on Facebook. And mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. amazing to watch them do all their favorite things and all the similar things Romeo did, but their own things with their own touch and the seeing them them so happy with their owners is pretty neat that must give you a thrill to see that oh yeah it makes me happy and it's really helped with my grieving too just having that legacy yeah that's romeo's legacy yeah yeah like he's still living on and he's still he's not here but he's still touching people's lives and helping other people cope with the with death which is a scary thing no matter if it's human pet whatever it's something everyone's scared of rena you are awesome you're our hero of the week and I, thank I, you. I thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Thank you for talking. Have a great day there. You too. There you go. That is an incredible, inspirational story. Let's hear yours. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Yes, the, the animals are so sensitive. The dogs can pick up on oh, your, yes. your, your emotions. Everything. They look for your emotions. Mm-hmm. That's how they know that you're going to take them for a walk before you even know that they're <laughs> going to take you for a walk. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Animal Radio's Hero People is brought to you by Fetch ID Microchip Registration. Can you find your pet with a Google search? If you can't, neither can a rescuer. Register your pet with Fetch ID and your pet will always be able to get back to you. Already registered with another service? That's okay. Register with Fetch ID for extra protection. Only $9.99. No yearly fees and free additional services. With Fetch ID, rescuers can contact owners in an instant. On the web at www.fetch-id.com. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Kitty Agogo, bringing you six attractive litter box options in colorful designs, especially suited for smaller homes or apartments, you know, where traditional litter box are an eyesore. Available at kittyagogo.com. That's kittyagogo.com. Put in that URL carefully. Joey Volani, ladies and gentlemen, the dog father on Animal Radio. How are you doing? You're looking good. Um, you, thank you. Is that a real tan yeah. or is that a, a fake tan? A spray tan or a salon? It's or? a little bit. It's it's actually a little bit of both. Yeah. It's um. It I, I start out I start out with a um spray tan and then um just a little bit that I've been driving around in my convertible. Um, I'm yeah. getting darker. So hey, um, I've been getting. I guess um you know from people are starting to worry about parasites a little bit, and we we, we talk about preventatives and what to use and what not to use. But I actually got a really good question um from someone that asked me. When is the best time that they should start using their preventative? Because they would rather not have to um, use um, any type of pesticide or, or anything that's going to repel um, if they don't have to. And when is the best time? So the best answer I can give is this. Depending on your environment. Now, let's remember one thing. Domesticated pets and parasites do not go together. There's, um, you get a lot of people out there that say, well, they're pets and the pets, the deers and the squirrels and all that have them, but they're domesticated. So because of that, they're just like you and, um, you and I basically where, um, you know, we don't, we don't want parasites on us. They don't want parasites on them. And it could cause disease. It could cause infection and, um, and in some cases death. 
So this is what, what my recommendation. If you're in an area where your pet is constantly coming in contact with fleas and ticks um, over the year. Start it right after that, that, that last frost, okay, which is basically right about, well, it really was probably about a week or two ago in most of the country. Um, um, I know we had a long winter in some areas, but start it right away. Now, the important thing is this. If you're using a topical, like something like Frontline, Advantech, um, Pet Armor, you want to do that before the dog has been washed or after the dog has been washed. And I'll tell you why. You wait, don't wait, want wait, to wait. do it right It's going to happen before or after it's been washed. I'm confused. Do you wash well, it before well, or after? Well, I'm going to tell you why. You don't want to do it right after okay. or immediately after the grooming. reason why is this. That stuff is supposed to actually... It's almost like a wick, and it goes into the hair shaft where it actually sits there, the oil, and it stays there. So now, now what that basically does is it keeps the fleas and ticks off of your pet. After your dog has been freshly bathed and you put it on, a lot of it gets absorbed into the system. Now, remember, we're talking about a pesticide here. Number one, it's not going to work as good because you're absolutely being absorbed. But number two, more importantly, your pet is absorbing... Um, pesticides that it probably shouldn't um, in, 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 a, in a more rapid fashion. So you want to wait one to two days after a bath or before the bath a couple of days. And the bath isn't going to wash it off um, because once it goes in, it sits. It's an oil base. So it's going to sit down in that in, inside that hair um, that hair follicle and it's, it's, it's actually shouldn't really come up. It's pretty safe. Um, if you have an infestation and the dog is filthy, th- dirty, you know what? Get the, get the parasites off of the dog first. So do it while the dog or the cat, depending on the product, is um, is dirty, and then clean afterwards. But again, wait a couple of days. If the dog or cat doesn't have an infestation, then you know what? It's better to do it on clean skin than to do it on dirty skin. It just all around works better. This is Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Stella and Chewy's. They now offer the new size of raw frozen dinners for dogs. Yeah, these are the little eight and a half ounce packages. You can try all the flavors on your dogs. Now, Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, she likes all the flavors, but maybe you have a more finicky dog. There's the Chewy's Chicken Dinner, the Simply Venison Dinner, the Stella Super Beef, the Duck Duck Goose, and the Phenomenal Pheasant. And these little packages are $3.99, where Stella and Chewy's is sold. Thanks, guys, for underwriting Animal Radio. Let's uh, hit the phones. We have Cindy. Hey, Cindy, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How are y'all? Oh, I love the southern accent. Where are you calling from, Cindy? Well, I live in Mississippi, but I'm over in Georgia right now. Uh, both southern kind of towns. What's going on with your animal? You got a dog? You got a cat? You got an iguana? What, what do you got? Well, I've got two cats, and my son has two dogs, and my son that lives next door has got two dogs. And... Um, about six weeks ago, my, my youngest son came home with this little puppy that he found laying in the middle of the road. He oh. thought it had been run over, and it got up and walked around, so he brought it home. Hmm. We gave it, gave it a bath, took it to the vet. Um, it was infested with fleas and had the mange. Wow. It was okay. only, about, only about six, seven weeks old at the time. Well, okay. but gave us the dewormer and we dewormed it so belly was all swollen poor little thing and it was really lethargic and stuff he's gotten a lot more energy now and we we did the first two dips with the sulfur based dip that's okay you know really nasty, nasty smelling 
And uh, he gave, also gave us a bottle of some other kind of uh, a leave-on dip or something or another that you just put on, the, put on them and then wipe it down or something other later on. Okay. But it's been about, been about six, seven weeks now, and we've been keeping him out on the porch. And I just want to know, is it safe to let the other animals around him now? Because I guess we're going to end up keeping him because we've just kind of fallen in love with the little thing. <laughs> Okay. So the the big question I have is um, which particular type of mite your veterinarian did diagnose your baby with? Um, did they say if it was the sarcoptes mite or the demodectic mite? He didn't say. He just told me to make sure we all washed our hands because it would spread to us. Okay, so that's probably the sarcoptes mite, which is, um, some folks call that the red mange, um, and uh-huh. th- that potentially is a type of mite that can um, be contagious to people, but they don't really like people. They, you know, this kind of mite, they prefer critters, um, but it is very contagious to other critters. So um, so I will tell you that um, for sarcoptes, um, usually uh, the lime dip is one of the things that we can use to treat that. Um, there are some other things we can use as well. Um, um, some different types of either ivermectin or salamectin that can be done on a monthly basis. So sometimes we'll add that in if we've got a particularly bad time with it. Um, if we're treating everything appropriately, um, most pets will get over this within just a matter of a few months. And it's just a matter of kind of what else is going on. A lot of dogs with mites will often have secondary infections on their skin. So they'll get a bacterial infection. Um, and so we need to make sure that, you know, you are staying close with your veterinarian because um, a lot of times we'll have to treat with an antibiotic on top of some of these other things as well. Um, so that would be something that I'd... He okay. is getting his hair back and he's more energetic. He does yelp every now and then. We can't figure out why he's yelping. It's almost like he's in pain once in a while. And we, we, hmm. try, we search him, we try and look, see if there's any more fleas on him or nothing. and can't seem to find anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, you said that he had some other problems with the worms and such. So um, have those things been checked up with the vet as well to make sure those are gone? Uh, no, I'm I'm out on the road, and I haven't had a chance okay. to get home and take him back to the vet. Okay. Well, I mean, it sounds like, you know, you're hitting um, everything with the appropriate medications. Um, it's just going to be a matter. Now, um, to decide when we're going to be done and over with this, um, really um, what I um, like to do is to make sure that we can prove that those mites are gone. So normally that's going to be based somewhat on physical exam. So we're going to see that the hair's looking better, the pet's feeling more comfortable, we're not itchy, scratchy. Um, but we really need to prove that um, those mites are gone, and we do that by rechecking that skin scraping. So I would make sure we keep up with the protocol until we can do that. Um, and, and hopefully, um, hopefully it would just be a matter of another uh, few weeks or so, and, and you'll be done and past that. So I need to take him back to the vet before I put him out there in the fenced-in area with the other dogs then. Absolutely. Absolutely. You need to get that final clearance from them. Okay. Great. Well, thank you for thank your you. call, Cindy, and, and, and uh, welcome the, for that new member to your family. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got little heart-shaped spots on both sides, so he just... He, he, <laughs> He's falling in love with us, and us with him. Oh, good for you. Good for you. You never could have too much love like that. We appreciate your call. Underwriting for Animal Radio comes from Kitty Ogogo. I'm telling you, if you have a small place or you just don't want an unattractive litter messing up your house, check out Kitty Ogogo. 
These are easy to clean with decorative hoods. They come with six colors and patterns, custom designs. Uh, let me think. Uh, I know there's the leopard print. There's mm-hmm. the polka dot. The polka dot. There's burl wood. Yes. Oh, that's the wood. That's the that's one the I wood wanted. wood one. Yes. And flower print. Uh huh. There's the black lacquer. Oh, that's pretty. And metallic silver. Ooh. Think about that for your litter. And not only that, it's not just any kind of litter. It has a rake that you pull out, so it's really easy to clean. You know, I don't, I just don't care about the cleaning thing. I you know. You like the whole. I like just the way it doesn't look. Well, it doesn't look like a litter. Why not have both? Why not have a okay. great looking litter? That is easy to clean, and all the parts are made of the highest quality injection molded, high impact, stain resistant plastic. Say that three times fast. I'm telling you, it's easier to clean it faster than it takes me to say that. Yes, and you'll be complimented on your litter. I bet you've never been complimented on your litter box <laughs> hey, before. Nice litter box you got there. <laughs> Kittyagogo.com is the website. Kittyagogo.com. Thanks, guys, for underwriting Animal Radio. Well, what another amazing show, Judy. Thank you so much for your awesome job. We want to thank Ellie Lax for joining us and also Rena Cook. I hope you learned something that if you have an animal that is sick or dying, that, well, number one, they know that you're upset. And number two, why not make a bucket list for that animal? Yes, Just what a fabulous those, idea. Enjoy those last days together. Make it fun for both of you. Rena had some great ideas. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Also, Olvidosis. We'll see you next week. Remember, in the meantime, if you have an Animal Radio fix, download the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. It's a free download. You can listen to the show, browse our resources, and even ask the Dream Team questions about your pets. We'll see you next week right here for more Animal Radio on this great station. Bye-bye. Bye. I apologize for my inappropriate offensive behavior. I'm going to go eat some year old bologna. I love you all. This is Animal Radio Network.